Welcome to the Blender Institute podcast. I'm Hjalti, animator. Hello, I am Francesco, pipeline developer. I'm Pablo, I'm directing Caminandes and doing some web stuff too. I'm Andy, I'm doing shading and lighting and rendering for Caminandes. And I'm Sarah, I'm animator and sometimes concept artist. <laughs> All right, so welcome everybody. This is uh, our first podcast. Uh, it's an experiment and it comes uh, out of the question we had a few days ago um, about how can we share um, how can we share what we are doing in another way that is not Facebook or Twitter or writing blog posts on the Blender Cloud. We've seen that many people tend to use podcasts as a way to talk to their followers and to get feedback and to, uh, to have interesting conversations. So we thought, yeah, why not give it a try? And so here is the Blender Institute podcast uh, episode one. How, how we break this down, uh, one of the ideas is that, yes, we can, we can say what we've been working on during the week, interesting things that come up that maybe we are not able to share during the weekly and so on. But also it's a way to answer questions. So um, our cloud subscribers who are our most loyal and awesome supporters uh, can write questions in the comments of our blog posts and all over the cloud and we collect them and then we go over them and uh, answer them. So hopefully then you can get your question answered and uh, in a fun and very interactive way. So we will see how it goes. And uh, yeah, well, let's, uh, let's get started and uh, see with Pablo what is going on. Cool. So what's going on at the, the Institute right now? Um, oh, we have a little uh, note here. So uh, <laughs> no, not at the Institute, but also at the Blender Cloud. Uh, we have just announced uh, this week the new Glev Gallery. So this is five awesome artworks by Glev Alexandrov that have their plan files and documentation about how it's made in the cloud. So you can go there and download it and study the, the files. And uh, it's it's pretty awesome, actually. Even Sebastian already downloaded. Uh, Sebastian Koenig downloaded uh, one of the the blend files and made a VR version out of it, which is pretty awesome. So, do that. Go download it and make your own uh, changes. Besides that, we also have well, Caminandes. Uh, if you don't know what Caminandes is, it's a cartoon series that has been around for <laughs> a while. There is a cat situation going on here. Um, the one we are doing now is the third episode already. Uh, if you haven't seen them, go to caminandes.com. <laughs> um, we are working on the third episode. It's also going to be two minutes, two, three minutes, cartoon, fun, with a llama, Guanaco, actually, and some uh, penguins this time. Uh, this whole team is working here, plus Juan Pablo that is in uh, Buenos Aires. He's doing the rigging. And Matias Mendiola, he's doing, also in Argentina, is in doing the storyboards and story. Overall, uh, Torin, the composer. Torin, the composer. He's also working from the states. He's doing the, the music. Actually, we're gonna get the uh, music sample soon. Oh, cool! Which is pretty awesome. Uh, in a, in a couple of days. Besides that, you can learn more on the on the website. But let's see what the guys are doing. So, Sarah, what do you do for coming on this? What do I do? <laughs> <laughs> so well, right now I'm animating and. Uh, um, on the, my second shot. Uh, before that, I did uh, modding, so I modeled the penguins. You can see uh, on the cloud uh, uh, time lapse of the modeling of one of the penguins. Uh, they were based on the Matthias uh, uh, concept, so he did a bunch of sketches and uh, 
I quickly did the character sheet uh, based on that and modeled them. And uh, yeah, so that was kind of my creative uh, <laughs> participation. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> and animation then, is awesome. And, and, no, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the concept participation. And uh, yeah, now I'm animating shot too. And it's going on. You can also see me uh, doing uh, reference. funny references on the cloud. Yeah trying to reach invisible berries. It's fun. You should watch <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I also um, I, I, I see you from my desk where I am sitting. And at uh, some point, uh, uh, I saw some very uh, uh, frustrated faces when you were working with the uh, rig. Um, and then you were uh, uh, working and talking to Pablo about the, the problems and you guys were recording a video. So maybe you can say like what was going on with the rig, like. Yeah, uh, we had some problems since uh, Oti uh, has uh, this uh, particular phase with the, the two eyes that are stick together. And well, we haven't run that into that problem before. Yeah. Uh, uh, blend uh, blend rig that was um, that is not exactly meant for that kind of uh, face. Well, needs some uh, adjustments no. uh, to be able to work with uh, that kind of caricatured face. So yeah, the first uh, the first attempts uh, to animate Oti were uh, we well discovered uh, some stuff that weren't uh, working. So. Uh, we also made uh, some videos where we are, uh, well, uh, talking about those problems and uh, Juan, uh, Juan Pablo Musa has been addressing them. So it, it has been quite an interesting uh, uh, aspect. Yeah, 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 since, yeah. Since Juan Pablo is in, in, in Argentina, sometimes chatting and on IRC is kind of slow to say, hey, there is this going on. So um, this week we just grab the camera and say, hey, this is what happens, he's the animator, this is his frustration face, <laughs> he's suffering. So in, like in a video of two minutes, you can actually explain what's going on. And uh, that's on the cloud too, so you can see how we share bugs, which is fun too. You. Oh, everyone's looking. <laughs> yes, hey, uh, well, um, currently I'm working on uh, environment stuff. So um, last week I textured the characters, which is the free the three new characters we have for this one, um, they're actually penguins. So they also need uh, feathers and uh, uh, skin textures and everything. So I did that. And uh, this week I started uh, texturing the cave environment. And also uh, since we um, since we uh, updated our planning slightly, I, I sort of switched between the cave environment and the first scene, uh, which also needs to be done uh, really soon. So yeah. I'm mostly doing environmental stuff right now yeah awesome it's also on the cloud right yeah so yeah all of that and... stuff can be found on the cloud and every once in a while i uh, if i find something interesting that i can share like for example two weeks ago i uh, i put a rock library uh, on the cloud which you can download and um yeah sometimes i find find something interesting that i can share because uh, we're not currently having our entire svn update uh, updated online uh, I'll just I'll just put it there, and then later we're gonna have it, like live, hopefully. Awesome. Yeah. Yelty. So. What do you do? Sup, <laughs> sup. I've been animating the first shot. Uh, I should 
I should have it finished by tonight. I'm not 100% sure. I'm not 100% sure how confident I should be saying that statement, uh, but it's it's uh, it's almost there. So I have Coral pretty much uh, like 90 something percent polished, and he is a quadruped on ice, trying to walk on ice. Which, if you've seen Bambi or maybe Frozen, the the teaser, you may have noticed like that stuff is really complicated. So yeah, that's what I've been working on. Um, I highly recommend. Uh, I got a huge inspiration for, for, uh, for doing that. Like I, you know, like the first thing you do is, is go to YouTube and start YouTubing um, horse on ice or whatever. <laughs> and um, you, you like it's hard to find that kind of stuff. I, I only found two videos. Um, nothing, nothing with llamas on ice, of course. But you know, horse is close enough. Uh, no, like there was only one one video, and the the guy was shaking the camera too much, so I couldn't. Oh. Yeah, I know, couldn't use it as reference or anything, uh, or as inspiration. But I went through the Frozen teaser, the one where they made this little short of um, what is it, a deer? No, like a Sven. Yes, Sven. Uh, it's a deer. It's a reindeer. Yeah, it's not a moose. No, <laughs> right. I, what do I know? Better I know. than people. Oh, okay, you're right. Oh, <laughs> yeah, wow, wow, I know the song. You know right the song. Oh, Fantasco oh, knows Francesco. all the yeah. songs. <laughs> Dude, just let it go. <laughs> let it go, man. <laughs> yes. I do. What did I do? Okay. So yeah, uh, so I scrubbed through that, and it was fascinating to see some of the smears. Uh, and so as I'm saying this, will the editing team of this podcast be like? putting on like all it's gonna the gonna be graphics. on the description below that oh. like button oh. okay yeah exactly <laughs> but no yeah i scrubbed through it and it was fascinating to see some of the stuff uh the the guys at disney have been doing really similar stuff and it's inspirational it's cool i'll stop talking okay <laughs> ah, it's pretty cool. awesome. actually in the, we, we published uh, in the latest blog post there is a gif where you can see the work in progress of course and it's a gif it has less uh, fps than than the actual version, but you can see a little bit of that, what yep. you're showing. That's cool. Awesome. What about you? Well, um, <laughs> one of the... song. Huh? <laughs> oh, <laughs> song. <laughs> Your people. Um, so I've been working mostly on the Blender Cloud uh, content, which right now we're really focused on the content publishing, so it's not very much involved with the film. But there is one thing that we need uh, quite urgently, which is uh, a render farm. So we have a render street uh, very kindly providing us uh, render power. So for doing tests, it's, it's great. We can just submit the job there. But of course, we always work with our in-house render farm as well. And uh, as the shots are getting more and more complete, the first shots, we want to see them actually rendered here without bothering packing the files and sending them, uh, sending them uh, outside of the studio. So uh, I started working on that and hopefully by the end of the week we are going to have a, a render farm again. So that is mostly what I'm doing regarding the film. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Um, so what else? What have you been doing? Oh, what, I, what would I do? Um, I'm not sure. I, <laughs> Um, in the weekly, you can see me do it, showing the berries, which, but you can't take a whole week to make a berry. So I think I've been doing editing, <laughs> doing layout. Um, I really fail at layout, but uh, the editing part is fun. 
been also doing some cloud stuff. So now you can actually see which assets are free or not before you have to like just guess. Now it has a little thing. Um, comments on the front page of the cloud, that's also super fun. And um, uh, just a bit of everything. Um, I have seen that you were also working on, um, like at least yesterday, you told me you were doing something for the eye highlights. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, that actually, yes. Um, it took me a while. We are using this great rig uh, system by Juan Pablo, uh, Blend Rig. Um, basically, it's, it's, it's uh, powering all of our characters uh, and all of the characters from, from Cosmos Laundromat. So it's really advanced, but it's also very flexible. So adding a new object, new bone, it, it, uh, uh, it takes some work. So what, I wa what we wanted is that in the first render test that we did with uh, Coral in the eyes, we were lacking the highlight in the eye of, uh, of the characters, which uh, brings a lot more life. So I added just a little mesh with a mask, with a shader, and then bone that you can control and see it in the animation itself. So. I've been doing that. Yeah, actually, I, I forgot. Been doing that. So speaking of, no, not speaking of that. <laughs> uh, texture library. That's uh, another project that is going on right now in the cloud. And maybe here, Andreas Goralci can talk to you a little bit about it. Uh, right? Yeah. What is this texture library thing? Uh, well, basically, um, uh, since I started working here at the Blender Institute, I uh, I started looking back at all the open projects we've done before. And uh, uh, most of the projects um, use quite a few textures, obviously. Um, and they like for, for each project, quite a bit of uh, new material gets made. And most of that material uh, is very specific, like facial textures, uh, which are UV, UV mapped to a specific, char specific character, of course. But then there's also a lot of uh, other things like uh, background textures, rocks, skies, uh, leaves, trees, uh, bricks, stones, and all that kind of stuff that can be reused. So I thought it would be great to, to actually put that somewhere so people can easily uh, reuse all, that, all those textures without you know, having to go to the, to the project on the cloud and downloading the stuff one by one. Um, yeah, it's going to be a, hopefully a really easy, easily browsable uh, repository of textures that you can freely use and uh, modify in your projects. So besides that, uh, as I was talking before, the, there is this BlendRig system that now is going to be published officially on the cloud uh, with a series of tutorials that, to go with it. And characters, this is the character library. Um, during these open movies, there are many characters that were made and they were never maintained. So you need like that specific version of Blender to use it. So the idea is to bring some of those characters up to date, use BlendRig to, um, to move them around. And then you, Francesco, you've been talking with uh, Juan Pablo about it, right? Yeah, I've been uh, organizing a little bit this together with Ton and Juan Pablo. And uh, basically uh, he's been working on it for many, many months already. Uh, things are getting pretty much ready. Uh, we would have liked to announce this earlier on, but uh, Juan Pablo has been uh, helping us out with Caminandas as well. So the final touches for this uh, blend rig announcement have been postponed for uh, until we get fully working characters um, for Caminandas itself, which is very close to happen. And uh, uh, basically we have uh, ne next week, 
uh, we are going to announce uh, the project. So there will be uh, a little promo video and uh, some content will start appearing uh, in the Blender Cloud. And uh, even though it will not be immediately uh, a lot of content and material, uh, Juan Pablo said that he's going to start and provide more information and uh, initial version of the script maybe. Um, and just keeping you know uh, everybody more informed about what he's doing, which is uh, which is great because then at least you know that even if it's not already there, you know what's going on and you know that it's coming. So that will be that will be happening next week. So that's awesome. good. Cool. Awesome. So shall we move to the? I think that's all for now, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. That it's uh, everything for what's going on right now. And then part of this podcast, we also ask people to ask questions on the cloud subscribers on the blog post of the of this announcement of the blog and Hialti here so and I'm now sorry. here are the questions introduction yes number one <laughs> number uno <laughs> wait it starts with also I was wondering that's the first question yeah they are ordered by uh, by oh. points by uh, oh, of course by rating yes. so okay uh, okay, so this comes from Three Point Edit. I was wondering right. if there is much post work done on the images, like color grading, as you seem to spend a lot of time getting the lighting and materials exactly right. Do you just make the images work in camera when rendering in cycles? Um, Andreas Goraj. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, Pablo is the director, but uh, I guess you're asking about coming on this, right? So. Um, for coming on this, we're trying to get everything as good as possible in camera, of course, uh, because once you're uh, once you're done and we're, you're happy with that, and uh, you can always add post -process processing on top of that, so it's going to look better. Um, but yeah, I think the idea is to get yeah. it as good as possible without uh, compositing, and then just on top of that, do um, some color grading. But it should look good without compositing. Yeah. And we are not doing a lot of compositing like we used to in, say, Sintel or Tears of Steel, like uh, layering, and uh, we are not doing much of that, actually. During Cosmos, we mm. managed to get away by just not, because we have everything in the in the camera and the, not many render layers, and it works. So we're going to go with that. Cool. Uh, will you render with motion blur? <laughs> Most likely. Yeah, well, motion blur for characters takes a long time to render, characters especially with hair. Yeah, characters with hair and characters that are deforming. Um, so we are not sure. In Cosmos Laundromat, uh, we had to cut some some corners by uh, disabling motion blur, um, which made the shots like render 20 times faster. <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> at least four times. That. It's like you turn on that button, which is the deformation motion blur. Like camera motion blur is fine. It's almost for free. Um, like the, in free, and I mean that it doesn't take extra time to render or that much extra time. You might need more samples to clear a scene up, but... But overall it's, it's the same. But the formation yeah. motion blur is uh, definitely slower. So we're going to use it when it's really needed. Like in the first shot, there is a, the... There's Coral um, sliding on the ice and moving super fast. So that way, in that situation, do you definitely need it? But we are going to try to avoid it as much as possible. That's the answer, I think. All right, cool. Here is a 
Three questions from the same person. Thank you. <laughs> in, a, in a separate post. All right, there we yeah. go. So number one, uh, in the new short film, will you record sound before the animation or will you just add Foley effects afterwards? I'll just answer uh, afterwards. Number two, what will the process <laughs> of finishing the film? <laughs> what will the process of finishing the film? I suppose you are editing in the the uh, video sequencer editor. Uh, will sound be edited there? So yeah, that's a big question, like uh, regarding sound editing. Oh well, yes, we still need to 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 figure. Like yes, ideally yes, you uh, use a sequencer to edit the whole movie. That's what we are doing right now. And then when we have the the actual audio files, um, the final mix is going to be done by Torin, but then we need to find still a company here, a studio here to make the, the Foley for us. And then I guess, yes, that's how we're gonna mix it with the sequencer. I don't know any other tool and there's not many options in Linux. So yep. yeah, <laughs> Blender. <laughs> All right, number three. Once the sound post is finished, how will you render that together with the film frames to make the dis a distributable file? I don't expect that you would use Blender as its export options seem a bit limited. Uh, censored, censored. <laughs> <laughs> Blend Blender is awesome and blah, blah. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, Francesco can answer that because he's yeah, been right? in the encoding pipeline. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, we probably. I think we are going to, for the final final, we are going to use the same pipeline that we used for Cosmos. And I started working on this with Sergey uh, after we uh, finished Cosmos, uh, made a set of scripts and uh, configurations for FFmpeg to render, the, to encode the frames. So our outputs of the final, you know, of the final uh, film are frames, and that's what we see in the edit, or we make, um, AVI JPEG or uh, H.264 previews to see in the edit, but the real thing that we encode are the frames. Um, so there is one script that encodes those into a high quality H.264. Then there is a separate script that encodes in uh, AAC, for example, uh, high quality compressed sound, uh, the soundtrack. And then there is a script that mixes those two, um, those two uh, channels together to get the final film. And uh, and that is what then we can use to make also the other variations of lower and higher um, resolution. So usually we do it with a set of scripts and it's quite efficient because it can be iterated many times and it takes just a few minutes on a very powerful computer. All right, so lightning round. Yes. Why no P-Text for texturing yet? Because <laughs> it doesn't exist. No. It was developed during Cosmos by Nicholas Bishop, but the project has been... Halted. Yes. Yeah. So he, he was still he was still working at I mean I, I tested PTEX during Cosmos and it was uh, it was good it was uh, still in development so it was kind of slow and uh, I think the, the 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 end of the discussion was that he wanted to keep working on it because I, he said it wasn't ready for production. Yeah. yeah, he also said that, of course, he didn't want, like, for as, for as ready as it was, he wasn't ready to commit it because uh, uh, being him a very responsible developer, he didn't want to put things in Blender that then he couldn't maintain because he didn't have lots of time. And there was also like the minor showstopper uh, that was uh, OpenSubdiv, uh, which kind of shared some uh, functionality or was providing some functionality that Ptex could have used. So, and at that time, Sergey was working on it. 
So it's kind of still in that in that zone, and probably at some point Sergey might pick it up and finish integrating it with with Blender. So yeah, was in working, it was great. Yeah, there is still hope. <laughs> so uh, this one is from Andy, probably another one. One. I love the weeklies and dailies as they were made for Glass Half because one could follow the process very closely. For me, they are one of the most valuable and interesting assets in the Blender cloud so far. Are there plans to do something like that for Caminantes 3? Animators? Sarah? Chan. Sarah? What do you think? Well, we haven't been recording the dailies, but we could. We could, yeah. What do you, I mean, it's full of sp uh, spoilers. But yeah, the, the problem is uh, some people have been complaining about spoilers and, well, dailies are full of them. Yeah, that's an <laughs> uh, inherent problem with dailies. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, well, I guess it depends. We should make a poll and see uh, really how many yeah. people want uh, to see the dailies. Yeah. Okay, cool. <clears throat> Thank you. So, three point edit asks yet again. Thank you. What, what do you think will be the future of Blender internal? Will OpenGL replace it? Will it become a real-time render engine? What will we lose? Uh, will we still have access to passes? Uh, okay, that's so many questions. Um, <laughs> well, lightning round, lightning like, round. We, we, there is this <laughs> blog post by Ton in the code.blender.org uh, blog that explains a little bit what he wants to do with the Blender internal. Basically, get OpenGL. OpenGL nowadays in games is amazing. So you could sort of merge both and then have them have Blender internal for like the game engine. But it's not going anywhere anytime soon. What do you think, Andy? Yeah, I mean, um, when we were working on Glass Half, it was amazing to finally be able to uh, render fast again after <laughs> months and months of cycles work. So, I mean, it would be great to, to you know, have uh, a render engine that was doing all the stuff that Blender internal does uh, in real time almost. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. As and, it is, it's great. Yeah, and and passes are really helpful. I mean, not just for achieving basic stuff like motion blur and color correction, but also for doing funky things that you might need in uh, in uh, motion graphics and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, passes is definitely a must. Yeah, it's not going anywhere. I think it's just. It's gonna be there. It's good. Maybe it needs to be detached of the so so inside of Blender, but yeah. Okay. Good. Cool. I love uh, it. Peter Wolf asks, "How powerful are your workstations?" Francesco. <laughs> <laughs> Our workstations are um, relatively powerful. Uh, we have quite a variety of hardware. There is uh, some uh, high-end machines from the time of Intel. I suppose, right? 2010, like, yes. So machines from 2010, which now I think would uh, compare, you know, to average, uh, average hardware, but uh, yeah, workstation. So Duasions, uh, we have um, a number of i7s. Um, the machines have an average from 16 to 30 to gigs of RAM. So it's nothing uh, extremely fancy. And one of the reasons behind this is also that we try to keep our production requirements uh, relatively reasonable so that uh, whoever is working with Blender and whoever actually wants to use the stuff we make can actually do it. Um, in some studios, when you deal with really high-end pipelines, you also need quite high-end hardware to, to work on, on, the, on the files and on the assets. And for us, that's not so much interesting because it becomes a little bit of a limitation too. 
Um, and that is interesting and is relevant, especially for rendering, because rendering hardware uh, is also uh, expensive. And if one is able to get as close as possible to commodity hardware for rendering, then it has a big advantage because then you can afford more render power, uh, may it be more machines or very high-end machines, which then give you much more than, than you would if you would be otherwise working with more powerful machines yourself. Yeah, but also it's because it's super expensive and we rather yeah. spend that money on developers to make Blender faster that everybody gets a uh, benefit than mm. uh, getting supercomputers. True, yeah, That's a good point. Okay, so Peter Wolf also asks, also, what is each team member's favorite object modifier? Huh. Uh, I know. You oh, know, Sarah which one? Which one? The skin modifier. Skin is my uh. best friend. Nice. <laughs> ah, yeah, for the for the trees, right? For the, for everything. I for the cosmos, yeah. I use, use it for everything. Like when I have to start modeling an object, I always start with that. I just skin do modifier. the skin modifier, apply, yeah. and then I start sculpting. Nicholas Bishop, thank you for thank that. You. <laughs> mm -hmm. nice. Andy, what is your favorite mo uh, object modifier? All of them. <laughs> All of them. Wow. Yeah. Um, I I like the mesh proximity stuff because it lets you do uh, uh, crazy modular things when you're like for example for the the island rig that we did ah, in cosmos yeah. that's a pretty nifty one yeah um there is also like dynamic paint and stuff that's a modifier it, it looks like it's in the modifier stack but it should be yeah. somewhere else um the displacement modifier. it's a yeah displacement is cool decimate became really cool lately that's nice um i don't know i would have a soft surf of course who doesn't <laughs> want that yeah. one that's a favorite. I'm gonna be super boring and just go with mirror. Mirror. Oh, like yeah. the mirror modifiers, oh. that's the thing I use every single day constantly. Well, it's true. And yeah. when I started to learn Blender, when I saw the mirror modifier, I was like, why? Why isn't it like that in every other software yeah. that we not name? <laughs> <laughs> Francesco, did I just steal yours? Or? No, no. Uh, I used uh, recently the shrink frag modifier. Mm. And it's, uh, it's like... <laughs> It's it works on, fine, but it, yeah, but like very opinions. limited. limited. <laughs> it's a very controversial modifier, that's why I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great uh, conversation. It's a we nice icebreaker. Uh, yeah, it's icebreaker. a nice icebreaker. Icebreaker, you know. Yeah, yeah. you go to a bar. And what do you think about the shrink wrap modifier? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so as you can see, yeah. everything runs up. Yep. Yep. All right. <clears throat> so three point edit asks. <laughs> <laughs> I got another question. Will you be rendering backgrounds on separate layers to save render time per frame? The cave seems Sorry? like a good candidate for this. Background. Uh, will you be rendering backgrounds on separate layers to save render time? Yeah, always. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah, okay. yeah, because especially because render layers, you can set background, or, or we can set any render layer to have a specific amount of samples. Yeah. So that way, uh, if the background is gonna be blurred, you can blurred. You can say, okay, the foreground with a thousand samples, the background with ten. That's the main reason. Yeah. So, in S asks who on the team has actually seen a llama uh i have to admit i've probably seen a llama in a zoo at one point but it doesn't yeah. really stick out honestly uh but hey. since coro is technically not i think no i'm, I'm talking about like before i did comment on this uh, like you know going to a zoo when i was a kid or whatever but i can't remember like if, if i've seen it after uh i mean i've seen a lot of videos you know for <laughs> reference so that's good it's actually so you yeah, haven't seen go? it yeah i haven't seen it you haven't seen a no. llama 
Sorry, in the Alps there aren't many llamas, so they were showing you <laughs> on the pictures today. What? Yeah, so, I guess it's not yeah. pretty common. Maybe here in the zoo, but I'm not sure if yeah. that is a real llama. There is, there is, yeah. yeah. But they, uh, are, they are Dutch llamas, so... Yeah, it's not the same. Yeah. They're guanacos, they have two guanacos. Yeah, okay, I've then maybe, maybe okay. I've seen it. Um, yes. Um, so I haven't really technically seen a... Um, a llama, like an what? actual llama. Well, I mean, uh, on the zoo, in the zoo. But then I haven't seen the one in from Caminandes. It's a guanaco. It's like a, it's from the same family. It's like a cousin. Um, and they, you, if, in Patagonia, you can't not you you cannot see them. It's like Caminandes one llama drama. The guy is crossing the road. It's true story. Like they <laughs> they are all over the place. When you're driving there in the middle of nowhere, you have to be careful to not. Uh, go over them yeah oh, so it's actually very dangerous and it's a reason of accidents uh, often yes so yeah i've seen many <laughs> you andy yeah we uh, you see them in the zoo all the time we have a zoo right in front of our doorstep okay yeah yeah that's true here i've seen him yeah. here actually we are <laughs> at the zoo right now yeah <laughs> i'm not sure if i have seen i think so yes in the but zoo that, but i'm not sure where Oh, what? Like, I think I have seen them, but I don't have, like, uh, a fresh uh, memory. Yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> the llama. I think the fifth. Yes. Llama, I guess it's not something you really remember. The animal yeah. nobody yeah. remembers having seen, Come but on. they think they have seen it. I think yeah. I have seen it, but it might be YouTube. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. When reality uh, blends with YouTube. <laughs> Wow. You're working later. You, like, was it all a video game? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's it? Yeah. I think this is it. Have yep. you seen a llama? Have you? Seen <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. In the comments yeah. below. Let us know. Click like. Click subscribe. Click below that the, like button. Yes. <laughs> Hover <Yeah>. it. <clears throat> Make Next that week, thing. ten things you won't believe about Andy Garelty. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I actually make very good cookies, you know. Wow, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. here is a sample. There you go, there you go. Nice. So, okay, uh, then uh, thanks a lot for hanging out with us and uh, we hope to get uh, more questions and uh, give us any feedback. Let us know what you think about this and uh, till the next time. Yeah. See ya! Bye-bye!